Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. Taking a closer look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of Southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Now, let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with Justin, Wes, and the coach. Coach Conk, welcome. How are you? Hey, guys. Oh, doing well. Uh, down at the Fawcett uh, It's actually raining down here. You're where? I'm in Hot Springs. Okay. Hot City, Justin. Yes, it's, yes. it's I, didn't, I couldn't make it out. You were breaking up a little bit. It's raining here okay. as well. It's raining here as well. Um, Much co- needed. Coach, it is it is raining tears in uh, in New York City today too. Um, yep. You know, we have been for a long time looking for a weakness in Aaron Rodgers' game, and who would have ever thought that his Achilles heel would be his Achilles heel? I mean, what a what a weird twist, what a turn of events, and what a horrible break for New York Jets fans. Devastating, uh, and, and you feel for Aaron because probably for the first time in five or six years. He totally invested physically, mentally, and emotionally into the process. Financially, you know, starting, yeah, yeah, starting when he, you know, signed with the Jets, OTAs, and mini camps, and you know, he was present. And uh, and then I guess four plays into this uh, this deal, he, he's out, and 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 maybe for his career. And, and it's yeah. just sad for the. The anticipation and the buildup is uh, something that uh, I, I, the whole country was looking forward to, but certainly the fans of the Jets that have gone through such yeah. misery for a long time. But, uh, hey, I'm an old Green Bay Packer fan. I hated him to see him leave Green Bay, but I've always been an Aaron Rodgers fan. So hopefully he can bounce back and maybe get another year or two out of it. Yeah, Jen Bieleman this morning tweeted out karma, hashtag karma. I don't know what that was about. On, on no, a, just kidding. I'm joking. Come on, relax. Yeah. On a side note, the bad news for the Packers, they now get a second-round pick instead of a first-round pick because he had to play yep. 70% of the snaps. Oh, boy. Here, I, was, I was just about to mention that. Yep. Here's the other thing. Um, that's why you never, ever, ever help your team financially. Because look what happened now. Now Rodgers is not going to get the money that he could have gotten because he, he took a deal that would help them build mm-hmm. around him. You take your money and run or hobble. Damn it. Anyway, I hate it for him. I do hate it for the Jets fans. And I hate it for us, Coach. As, as guys, we're not fans of – I'm not a fan of anybody in the East. But I was certainly – what I was excited about watching the thing play out, you know? Absolutely. The anticipation of the buildup, being 9-11 and he runs on the field mm. with the American flag and just the emotion and the energy, it's just uh, – you know, I've been around this sport all my life, and whether it happened to me personally or players or members of, the, of other teams that I'm aware of that I knew, you know, injuries happen, and they happen at very inopportune times. Never a good time for an injury, but this one here had such a spotlight. But, uh, hey, maybe he can get well and come back and play another year or two and get his money, get his bag. Well, I would like to see him healthy for another year or two, yes. And I don't know if it will happen, yes. but we'll see. Um, That's right. All right, Coach, let's talk about uh, a completely different kind of health issue, which is Arkansas's offensive line. They are all yeah. present, and yet they look a little ill up front. What have you seen with what's happening up front? Because running the football has been 
a significant challenge, and it ain't going to get any easier this week. Well, from my perspective, and again, I'm not there to see them every day, but from my perspective on the outside looking in, and, and I've had some experience with new offensive lines. Guys, you've got, and it's not an excuse, but it's a reality. You've got five new pieces working together. They rotate a guy in every now and then or two. So, And then you throw in a tight end. You've got seven or eight new pieces working together, trying to communicate, and that takes time. That takes time. So the communication aspect of being confident of what the next man to you is doing, and he's confident in what you're doing, whether it's in the run or pass game, and then you throw in the attached players like a tight end or a receiver coming in motion that's going to block in the box, and then the running back being unsure of exactly where that hole's going to be, where that seam is going to be, it's caused some hesitation all the way across. That's what I see. I don't see guys that are just firing out with confidence, you know, two feet in the ground, bull nets, and, 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 and understanding completely what everybody's doing. That just takes time. Secondly, they don't look like Georgia and Texas and Alabama and Oklahoma and some of the people that I've seen, Notre Dame. I mean, they just don't quite look like those guys yet. And so there's some physical maturation uh, for a couple of guys. Uh, you know, those tackles are, are not as thick. They're long, and they got great feet, it looks like, but they're just not as bulky or girthy as, as what you see on some of these other programs. But I still think they're searching for a little bit of identity because of that. Mm-hmm. Now, in the second half, they committed to run the football, and they said they're going to run the football, and they did it better, and they wore down a Kent State team out of the MAC. But you're right, the challenges get bigger this week, and then you go into the four-week gauntlet. We're going to learn a lot about this offense here over the next four weeks, five can, weeks. Can you take something from that last drive for Arkansas and build off of that? Because that was one of those times where Kent State knew they were going to run it, but they, they were able to run it in that fourth quarter and ran off the last six minutes of the game. And I, and I think you'll see more of that, Wes, because of just the communication, the experience, guys working together, the confidence that, that they're building. And then, of course, the guys in the backfield having the confidence in the people up front. It all has to work together. And even though we all feel like we got depth in the backfield, you've got a great quarterback in Jefferson, it all starts with those guys up front and the attached pieces, whether they be H-backs, tight ends, receivers, whoever they bring in the box. But, yes, you hope you start seeing more of those efficient drives where they take command of the line of scrimmage and impose their will. And that's something we really haven't seen yet in the first two games. Coach, other than the inability to get off the field uh, in the first half, overall the defense has played well. Um, when you look at what they've allowed, you know, both in yardage and points so far, uh, they're mixing and matching on the D-line. Uh, it looks like the guys in the back, and even when they haven't had their first-line guys back there, played pretty well. Um, I'm pretty excited about what I've seen on that side of the ball. What do you think about the defense through two weeks? Well, I think, and I think that excitement is is justified because you've got now, you do like look like physically some of these other teams that we see in the SEC and across the country on the defensive line. You've got some dudes up there that's got size. They're hard to move. They're coming off the football. I think they got seven sacks this past week. So I think there is. that confidence and that optimism about the defense. And here's the thing that really, really struck me watching this particular game. 
they're running to the football. And they're trying to get a lot of hacks with nasty attitudes to the football. And that can cover up mistakes or missteps or uh, missed assignments and things like that because they do look pretty athletic on the back end. They're linebackers that we got to see. Uh, Pooh Paul makes some very physical plays for his size. But you're running to the football. You're covering up any mistakes and inexperience you have working together. And that's a great recipe for success on defense. And then the fact that they really didn't get to Western Carolina's quarterback, they got their they got home seven times on Saturday. So there is a lot of uh, optimism to be had about the way this defense is playing. They look healthy. They look athletic. Uh, they're running to the football, which is number one on every defensive coach's criteria. So whatever mistakes that they're probably making, hopefully they don't make them in the future, but they're covering mm-hmm. up with their efforts and their ability to run to the football and make plays. I imagine. Another, uh, yeah. another pick six. Another pick right. six this week, right? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're forcing turnovers, which is great, and covering up some issues. Hopefully uh, that will continue. But Kalani Sataki's bunch will come in a lot more physical, I think, than what they face so far. Uh, BYU so far sleptwalked through a victory over Sam Houston, 14-zip, and then handled Southern Utah. Both home games. It's their first road game of the year. What do you think of BYU this season? Well, they scored some points last week, so you you got to think that they'll probably come in and score some points this Saturday. So the offense needs to get off to a much faster start. You don't you don't want to be, you know, the longer you let underdogs hang around in a game, uh, the team that's favored tends to tighten up. And so you want to go ahead and separate yourself uh, as quickly as possible. Play well on defense. They're going to get some points probably. They did last year. They'll probably get some points this year. Uh, I think the quarterback transferred from USC is still there, and uh, so they're going to get they're going to score. You just got to impose your will early, separate yourself, and don't get late into the second half when it's anybody's football game, because usually the team that's favored to win a lot of times will tighten up and make mistakes, and then you find yourself in a place you don't want to be. But this will be their first true. Uh, physical test, I think, this year. And, uh, you know, they had another week of practice. They got two games on their belt. Let's see if they make the improvement. All right, let's move on to Arkansas State, Coach. Um, Red Wolves howl occasionally. So far they've been saying, woof, it's been two rough weeks for them. Um, handled at home against Memphis last week. And, you know, hopefully this is their get-right week. But, man, it's been a tough start to the season. Yeah, I mean, Memphis is a solid team. and, and But, 230 yards and four turnovers uh, is not going to put your football team in a good situation to win football games uh, against anybody, and particularly against a solid Memphis team. That'll probably win, you know, seven, eight, nine games this year. Um, You know, defensively, I think early in the game they played well. They forced Memphis to kick field goals, and then finally they just wore out. And, uh, you know, and then, of course, Memphis separated, but 230 yards at home and four turnovers kind of puts you behind the eight ball early. And they've got a they've got a Stony Brook team, I believe it is, coming in this week. And Stony mm-hmm. Brook traditionally is a very physical FC, a big kid, big Northeast kids. Uh, now, they're not going to be extremely skilled, but they're going to be big and physical. So this will be a good test for Arkansas State. Hopefully they pass this test, gain some confidence, and move on because they start their conference play, I think, the following week. All right, let's move on to UCA, Coach. I think it was the third time that they scored 70 points in the Division One era. 
and they dominated an outmatched Texas college team last week. Not much to get out of that other than they played 90 players last week, hmm. literally 90 guys. Uh, we saw some interesting things, guys who'd never had carries before scoring touchdowns. We saw a quarterback in number 86. It was quite a day. Uh, but obviously, yeah. completely end other end of the spectrum this week as they go to the gold standard in FCS football at North Dakota State. It's a great opportunity for the program, Coach. We were talking about last night on Coach Brown's show. This is a game that if you can find a way to win, changes the entire culture of your program potentially. Uh, no question. And, you know, I think it was uh, 2008. We played at home against the UC Davis team that had blown us out the year before. And it was really a watermark game for our program. And we beat UC Davis at home. They had a great football team. We don't had a good year. And, and it, it changed the trajectory during that period of time of that season and then the next, really and truly the next four or five years. This is that type of game. Uh, of course, y'all went up there. Uh, you were part of that group that went up there two, three years ago, played against Trey Lance. Uh, you know, historically, I don't know how many trophies they got, but they got a bunch of them. Um, I think they've won this nine of the last there. 12 championships, and they were yeah. runner-up last year. So they yeah, have been yeah, the picture of that. consistency. Yeah, and, you know, you know they're going to be big, strong, physical. They're going to have a little skill that uh, they recruit from outside the area. Uh, you're playing them in the dome there, so that'll be a transition. I, I spoke to Coach Brown about this when I visited campus recently, and uh, the thing that was concerning him a little bit is I think there's only 18 or 20 kids that'll be on this trip if they're all healthy, that actually went there a couple of years ago. And that's, that's a pretty low number. Now, mm-hmm. the transfer portal and graduation has a little bit to do with this. So it'll be a, a, it'll be interesting to see how they handle the pressure of the Dome, uh, playing against a very big physical football team. Honestly, I, I think this is the year that North Dakota State may be down a little bit, but the way they manhandled Maine last week, Maine is usually a really big, strong, physical football team, and they beat them by five scores. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a big test for UCA, but it's almost a we've got everything to, to gain and, and really nothing to lose type opportunity. And sure. You can go in there with your heroin fire and play really loose and free, and, uh, and again, you get laid into the game, uh, the home team and sometimes the favorite has that, you know, that chance to really tighten up yeah. and you can steal one. So it's just get close, stay close, maybe have a lead, get late in the game, and make one or two plays to steal it and get out of town. Yeah, uh, that, but, that, but but what a great matchup. X-Factor, Will McIlvain's played North Dakota State twice when he was at Northern Iowa, once in the Dome. So he's hmm. got a little experience up there. I know he's looking forward to going back. We talked about it in preseason. UAPB coach, an interesting opportunity, and they played better in Week 2, um, although they were solid for, you know, a half or so against Tulsa. But – um, against Tennessee State fell short in Memphis, but uh, again, I think we're all optimistic about improved play, and, and certainly they're a much more competitive team at this point. I don't think there's any question uh, that the, obviously the result hasn't been there as far as wins, but they have been very competitive, like you said, against Tulsa for a half or so, and then last week, you know, Tennessee State was coming off playing Notre Dame the week before, <laughs> and there was 35,000 people in Memphis to watch this game, so it was a big stage. Uh, against uh, you know a team that just got finished playing Notre Dame, uh, the largest crowd in FCS football to date, and UAPB goes in there. They've got a freshman running back that was just named the FedEx Ground Player of the Week, runs for 170 yards, average seven yards a carry. Uh, what a great piece to build off of. The quarterback was efficient. 
they were right there in that game and, and on a big stage. So I think you've got to say Coach Hampton has it going on the right. They had a punter average well over 40 yards a punt. So there's a lot of pieces that are moving in the right direction. And this week they've got Miles College. So we may see that first W, no question. Yeah, I like their chances, obviously. Coach, uh, I think it's five out of six Arkansas teams in the GAC have gone 2-0 and to start the season. And hopefully they can keep uh, that rolling. We'll get into some Arkansas matchups here, I'm sure, soon. I'm starting to look at the schedule just a second ago. But uh, anyway, pretty good start for most of the teams in the state. Yeah, you've got five schools undefeated. The, the rubber meets the road this week. You've got uh, two and Arizona going to Hardy. So that's the team that I think can possibly win the, the, the conference. So we're going to find out about UAM this week and see if Harding can hold serve and protect their home turf. So you've got two undefeated teams there. And then also you've got Southern Arkansas at 2-0 going to Arkansas to play uh, Washita. Those are my two games, two undefeated uh, games going on with four undefeated Arkansas teams. So mm-hmm. uh, those are the games I'm going to be looking at this week. So somebody's going to come out of Thursday and Arkansas with one loss. Um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. But uh, yeah. it's good to see all those Arkansas teams at the top of the conference standing. Yeah, a little gauntlet for UAM here, a little mini gauntlet at Harding, and then they host Washington the following week, so not an easy deal for them by any means. Uh, Wes, high school, we're getting ready for, uh, uh, you know, last weekend obviously was significant. We probably didn't talk enough about what happened with Parkview and Bryant yesterday, but we yeah. were pretty pretty covered up. This week it is uh, Catholic in Benton. Uh, yep. Really, the winner may uh, take control or will take control, but could possibly win the 6A East and have that number one seed. This is a huge game in Benton, and the, the uh, Panthers feel like Braylon Russell, the Razorback commit, will be back this week. He missed the last week against Sylvan Hills, high ankle sprain, uh, but they're hoping to reload and be ready this week against Catholic. Yes, it's definitely one of my games of the week. Obviously, I've been very impressed with Catholic. You know, they, uh, they're showing us that they're not a flash in the pan from last year, that they've got some depth on that football team, and they've developed some players. Obviously, Benton has been a, uh, a, a stalwart uh, in 6A football as well the last several years, and uh, that's my game of the week uh, as far as big school. Uh, of course, you got North Little Rock going to Parkview. Does Parkview still have a hangover from the Bryant game? That was a great win for them. Uh, of course, Quad Sanders was on the other side. That was his first loss, but they'll learn from that. Brian, Brian's going to be Bryant. But, uh, but yeah, North Little Rock at Parkview. Can Parkview handle success and, you know, not have a hangover from that win? And then, of course, the, the, the 6A game we just spoke of. And then there's a couple of small uh, high, uh, small uh, uh, division games. Uh, McGee and Monticello. There's no love lost there between the Billies and the Owls. And then uh, here locally, I don't know if you're going to have a, a group out there, west, but uh, Desdoc at Carlisle and uh, right here in central Arkansas. And so uh, we've got some good uh, good games throughout the state, but those are the ones I'll be focusing on this week. Coach, we got to run. I appreciate the time. Farm Brothers Flying Service, appreciate their support and uh, appreciate Lance and appreciate you. We'll talk to you next week. I will be in the studio next week. Come hell or high water, brother. And we'll be here too. All right, appreciate you very much. All right, guys, have a great rest of your week. All right, you too. Thank you. That is Clint Conk.